this is so long too long. A true-to-life recounting of a band that, despite their very best efforts, seemed destined to break into the big time if they could only overcome one hurdle, themselves. If they weren't quite full lads who shook the world, they certainly gave their postcodes a tremble. In our last episode, we detailed how we, the Albany, found ourselves with a band name, and so, buoyed on by this, and with one whole tune under our belts, we decided to think further afield and consider the really important stuff, how we'd look. Now, being in a band at this age, but especially being in Liverpool, meant it was important to make it look as if you didn't give a toss about your image, whilst actually very much giving a toss. I therefore lent deeper into the art of making it look as if I got dressed in the dark, wearing such wonderful combinations as oversized hand-me-down cardigans over umbro polo tops, ill-fitting baggy jeans and any shoes I could find. I had near shoulder-length curly hair that very much resembled the Harry Enfield calm-down Scouse characters, and without the presence of a girlfriend to advise and style me, I gave off the air of someone who had drunkenly fallen over in a charity shop. But I was too busy writing the naughty's answer to Blonde on Blonde to concern myself with such trivialities as fashion, don't you know? I was also at this point heavily in the middle of a Bob Marley fascination that would last for years. Although I would never go as far as to get dreadlocks and ask to be called Jarbless Matty, I was utterly enthralled by Rastafarian imagery and I adorned red, gold and green bracelets and neck chains, completely unaware of any risk of cultural appropriation or just sheer embarrassment. Rowie was much more astute. Very aware of the fashions of the time, gleaned from the glossy pages of the NME, Rowie alternated between sharp suits with neckerchiefs to jeans and Adidas jackets, both topped off with a ubiquitous Trilby hat. Whereas Steve was genuinely quite a good dresser, and aside from the rite of passage of having a bad haircut, always looked as if he should be in a band. He did have one curious clothing habit, in that Steve always wore two pairs of socks, one being thick green footballing socks, and he never offered any explanation for this. So the socks, Steve, talk us through the socks, as long as I've known you, which is a long time now. You've always wore two pairs of socks. I mean, I don't know whether you're doing this in Abu Dhabi in the desert now, but it was always two pairs of socks and always footballing socks. Yeah, still wear two pairs of socks, even when it's like <laughs> 45 degrees. <laughs> and that... anytime, anytime we'd ask you, though, you'd just kind of just shit your head or laugh it off. And we never, never knew why. Well, I, I just always assumed everyone did it. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, you know, with the green footy socks... <laughs> I think I was just smoking a lot of green and I just like the colour maybe, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I do remember going through a phase of just wearing football socks and then a pair of normal black socks over them. And it must have been, looked like properly nuts. And Did I, you have the footy socks pulled up though? Yeah, yeah, right up. <laughs> like, I'm surprised I didn't have shin pads on. <laughs> so, because... You know, we're, we're talking this episode about the image of the, of the early days of the Albany. Was it a stylistic decision, ASD? Um, I, I I don't think it was. I had some some da- proper style decisions before um, <laughs> before the socks, obviously. But I used to do it all the time. I, I don't know. And my feet used to hurt. <laughs> like, and I still don't like. I used to do it with, like where, like I was playing football. I'd have two pairs of socks on, and like my feet would be like squashed in. And I'd be like, Did I you never size up the shoes though? Yeah. 
like I, I knew what size shoe I was, and it's still like was like I think I ruined a couple of pairs of like trainees and that just by having <laughs> stupid socks on. But even if I was like hiking or something, like you know when we like went to Wales, we were, you know not that we hiked much, but I remember I had like like hiker. boots on and I had the proper woolly winter socks on. I had two pairs of them on yeah. as well. <laughs> Steve two socks, mate. Bloody hell. Yeah, yeah. So, so that was that. That was very much the style at the time. Um, so talk us through your stylistic decisions, then, Steve. Because as, as I said, you always look like you should be in a band around that age. I, I, I certainly didn't, but I know. I remember you did. What was your? Uh, what were you going for? Do you know what? I, I don't really know. I, I know I used to have like quite like like straight jeans on, and then I went through a phase of wearing green Dunlap trainers for a bit yeah oh, yeah. The green yeah, flash. yeah the green flash and i used to think i looked pretty good in them uh, i did have a pair <laughs> of converse at some point um but like really battered like on purpose battered with like of course with yeah. tape wrapping yeah. them up and everything um and then i had a strange one where i was wearing this remember it a green kind of like suit jacket with like yes a mad shirt yes. and like a scarf like, but like, it's got, I always remember a yeah. scarf. Yeah, oh, a thin, I always a thin scarf. I remember you. Yeah, and it. I think for some reason it, it worked. I, well, probably didn't looking back, but I used to think <laughs> it did. And then I just had the worst haircut though. I never like, <laughs> like I just had really long, straight, thin, black hair. Like just. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not one to talk. I am not. I mean, I. I had shoulder-length curly hair, and not even in, like, a fashionable way. You know, like, uh, you'd see members of, like, the Zootons or the Stands. I was just a mess. I was just an absolute <laughs> Yeah, mess. You, to be fair, Matty, you, you did look a bit mad. Like, <laughs> a bit mad. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've never been asked by, like, fashion or wearing clobber, but I think by the time I was in a band, I was like, right, I'm going to lean into that more. I'm going to give less of a toss. Do you know what I mean? So I'm going to throw any old shite on. Absolutely. Any, an old discarded cardigan. Yeah, yeah, I'll wear that. Yeah, I'll wear practically flares with, like, suit shoes. You know, I just I really, really lent into that. I'm too busy uh, being a genius to, to be asked by fashion. I really, really kind of lent into that. And I think I succeeded, but I looked like an absolute meth. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it was a bit like, uh, like, Kirk Bayman's green card here unplugged. You know, I never saw McCarty before, but you just kept the look and just <laughs> that that was just twenty four hours, seven days a week in a cardi, like a brown cardi. Do I remember? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the one. Yeah, I, I, I can't remember whose it had been, but it had been my boy. Just an absolute refusal to get me haircut, and it was just. I mean, I, one of them. You think God, I've wasted like the you know me young virile years looking like that, but uh, <laughs> and 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 just to top it off. Which I'm sure we'll talk about this many times over the, the episodes. Just <laughs> utterly obsessed with Rastafarianism. <laughs> That's pretty lean, though. Don't we? We look like we were in three different bands. That's what... <laughs> <laughs> that, That's. Do you know what? That's it. Yeah. We never had like a, a conscious sit down, right, lads? What are we going for? But we all kind of knew. We we all had an individual image. We were going for whether it was pretending to not have an image but it must have looked absolutely mental so there's you in like your uh your sharp you know look, looking good there's me <laughs> with like absolutely anything but this bizarre red golden green rastafarian thing and then to top it off there's like row you genuinely look good like, no, like it's, it's just very confusing like at that age and it because yeah 
you're coming into like adulthood and you you just want to look the part or basically not not wanting to be ID'd going into a bar <laughs> like this looks like an adult he, like you can buy a drink this lad but mine was all <laughs> over the place because I like I was wearing like blazers like from charity shops because that's what the bands were wearing like just wearing this thing but I never my top half never married up with the, the bottom half <laughs> so I'd have like these cha- charity second hand blazers that, that have just been about 50 years old probably at the about time three people then I'd have a pair of yeah about three people <laughs> <laughs> and then like I'd have like a pair of boot cut jeans on again with like the green flash or converse so I must have just looked like Mr. Ben got confused when he was going in <laughs> like what what do I want to be but like you said there about like the trilby I, I do want to go on the record that I only wore that once really I, and yeah I wore it, for, wore it for a gig once. Ah, oh, right. But I never used to bounce around with Sylvia because oh, I'd fucking right. like, imagine leaving your house in the swan, walking down to the bus stop with <laughs> <laughs> fucking Sylvia on. I had it probably stuffed in my pocket for like when right. we got into town. Right, got you. I definitely didn't leave the house <laughs> <laughs> with that on. And everyone had to go over because it's like, look at this fucking fool with fucking Sylvia. But like I say, it's just the bands at the time, isn't it? Well, yeah. So who were you going like? Who were you going for? If you know what I mean. So like the bands that like were in like the magazines, like the cool ones, they would have been like the Libertines or mm. the Strokes or Kings of Leon, like with the haircuts. Because like the both of yous, I had like just shoulder them hair, but not not styled or cut mm. in mm. any way. It's just well, bands have long hair. Yeah. If you play guitar, you gotta have long hair. <laughs> and how'd you get long hair? Just don't get a cut. Yeah, 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 <laughs> just yeah. Don't get a cut, and then you just end up with this lank mess because oh, yeah. it's not styled by anyone. And I mean, bands at the time had hair, but very much other people didn't. Which I you know now everyone's got cat wigs or long hair, but we we kind of we must have looked like a bang, uh, just a, a gang of scruffs. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. For once is a better word. And 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 the the the. the Scanly residents of Old Swan and Stonycroft would tell us that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> you let time. us know, you fucking scruffy cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm in a band. You know? I used to get called like a goth all the time walking down Derby Lane. And I'd be like, what yeah. goth wears green fussy socks? Like, imagine <laughs> that. Imagine seeing that at the court. <laughs> but that, that's it, isn't it? Because it's at the time, especially like in Liverpool at the time, like if you were in a band or into music, you were either into like indie music, mm. whatever that is, or like emo music, whatever that is. But like there was just two definite camps you were either part of. And like, it's not like we were like, we didn't look like Doherty or Barat or no. Casablanca or whatever. Like, no. we were just four scruffs, but <laughs> our needle was on. That side rather than yeah yeah the Kerrang yeah. side yeah, <laughs> but I, as much as we would well I certainly was trying not to give an image of anything. The image I did really want to give off was I'm in a band. Do, oh do you know yeah, what I that's mean? it. Isn't that it? that yeah. was it. Was all about that walking with a swagger of yeah. being in a band. That was that was what we wanted to give off. Yeah, uh, just look like maths. See, I remember seeing, but <laughs> like, remember when uh, the Cox, the the Cooks, um, started playing and they had. Uh, <laughs> I remember seeing them with trilbies on, and then I remember seeing a band in Liverpool and they all had trilbies on. And I'd wore a trilby in the past, but then as soon as the Kooks <laughs> did it, and I saw this band in the bar fives, like, I was so aggressively hating every single one of them. Like, like every single one of them was a gobshite, and 
I wanted to make sure that I told them the band was shite. And to be fair, they were just like like us and were a bit more organised. Like, should we actually look like we're in a band together? Yeah, at least all four of them like were yeah. singing from the same end. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, no. Was it, like, man, man had always changed. So I would have like suits on because mm. I used to go to like the le- when the leather shop was on Lime Street. <laughs> <laughs> um, I used to go in. We found a member of the Jimmy Savile Experience, Paul Barrow, because you'd go into this uh, the leather shop or whatever it was called at the time, and there'd be rails of full two piece and three piece suits, <laughs> but they were like a tenner, like for the suit. <laughs> but and you just had to like rifle through everyone and just try and get. Hopefully that the pants and the jacket like are an all right size for you. But then, you'd, so you'd be wearing the suit, trying to like look adult, look in a band. But then, the next time you'd just have like a tracky top on with yeah. your trainees, because it's like, oh, I'm trying to be like this indie kid now, or just yeah. want to wear more comfortable clothes and ones that are new and clean rather than like yeah. uh, an half fella's died in it the <laughs> week before. But you're just all over the place trying to figure yourself out. But like you were saying, there, you just you knew by being in a band and being in, like, the Albany, we were trying to go for something, but I think we just missed on so many levels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, we, we should have tried to, like, organise ourselves where we looked the same. Like, even if we went to the real leather shop and all bought, like, leather kecks <laughs> and, like, a pair of Crocs. <laughs> but little nah. kinky stuff, you know what I mean? <laughs> but honestly, I think if, if any of us would have suggested that, we need to... We'd never, would, never would have allowed. It was unspoken. Like, we never, would, yeah, yeah. None of us would, were allowed to use the word image. Image was a dirty word. It wasn't rooty enough. We don't have an image, mate. I'm user who does the talking. So as a result, we had Rowie the changing man. We had Stay with two pairs of green football socks, and we had me, uh, white Rastafarian. <laughs> That's my like the, the like thinking back like the Rasta stuff. Like you went in deep. Yeah, you, were, you jumped yeah. in the yeah. deep end. Didn't you? I, I remember walking to the pub with you, Matty, once, and it's absolutely smashed. And you're like, I'm really getting into this Rastafarian stuff, you know, and like the music and everything. I said, you know, like I, I'd even think about like like find out more about it. And I said, you can't bevy, you know, if you're Rastafarian. And then that just kind of was like, oh fucking hell, fuck that then. <laughs> I, won't, I won't fully convert. <laughs> just stop before. I'll, I'll represent. Yeah. but we knew image extended beyond clubber we had to make a statement la we had to show these pricks what we were all about show them who the albany are now it's worth noting that this was 2005 when the social media website myspace was at its zenith if you didn't have a myspace profile you didn't matter and if your band didn't have one then you simply didn't exist so that was the next task and we duly got to work. I had managed to record an acoustic demo of Lightning Struck Twice, and that felt enough in terms of audio content. In the burgeoning days of social media, the actual music was secondary to the image you were trying to get across. So we assigned the task of organising visuals to Stee, who was studying A-level art. Stee approached this task with the appropriate level of thought and planning, using Microsoft Paint to spray paint the Albany across a picture of the American TV detective Columbo a job that could not have taken more than 30 seconds. It was perfect, and we now had a logo and a profile picture to share with the world. Despite the slapdash nature of this, our defaced Columbo profile picture would, throughout the subsequent years, become one of our most celebrated and recognisable pieces of work. It was hilarious, baffling and absurd in equal measures. 
Was it ironic? Was it tongue-in-cheek? Was it a social commentary? Probably not. Truthfully, we didn't know, as we never gave it any thought. It just made us laugh. There were no other mentions to Columbo in our repertoire, and we never provided any reason as to why we chose to use Peter Folk as the face of our brand. And I can only imagine any number of bands at that time who had meticulously cultivated the crafted image or paid someone else for their design skills, despairing at the success of such a throwaway offering. And I do sympathise with them, but this was how we operated. So it sounds weird now, because it's just taken for granted that you you have an online presence. In fact, an online presence is probably more important than gigs nowadays. And, you know, without meaning to sound like uh, an ancient, things were better back then. This was this was exciting, wasn't it? This was new, this whole new world of being able to to get our band across to loads of people instantly online. Yeah, and, and search for girls. <laughs> well, there was that, wasn't there? <laughs> What's your profile name? <laughs> yeah. But we 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 dived both feet into MySpace, didn't we? Oh God, yeah, all of us yeah. like you know. Well, it's, it's with the MySpace. It's not like it came along after the band had formed. It was like a perfect like alignment, weren't it? it? Was, so yeah, when it when we all like started in the band, we all probably had our own profile and all that. But obviously, like the whole MySpace like music side of it was new for everyone. Yeah. So it, yeah. it was just fair yeah. game, and it was. It was obvious if you're in a band, well, we need we need to set up our yeah, own page, yeah, don't yeah. we? Because next thing you do, that's how we're going to announce all these gigs that we got. Lined. That's what the Arctic Monkeys do. That's how yeah. they got big. So that was like the most important thing. So the first thing we had to do was was get a. We didn't have a logo, and again, that was too much effort. Or we weren't certainly weren't going to pay anyone to do a logo. So, Steve, can you remember where Columbo came from? To be honest, I think I should have charged you for it. <laughs> <laughs> Because it was pretty we'll successful. We'll put this up on. <laughs> it was. We, I mean, we'll 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 lash this up on on our socials or whatever. But I mean, it can't have taken uh, thirty seconds. But do, you, do you know what? You spray painted the Albany over a picture of Columbo and bang. I think I'd the promised, spray paint can. Yeah, well, I think I promised the world because I was like, <laughs> I'm doing A level art, lads. I'll do it. Like, I'll spend a few hours on it. I'll get it all done. I'll, you know, properly. And I probably had all these grand ideas in my head. But really, <laughs> I, I, I don't know why it was Columbo because I was into diagnosis murder, not Columbo at the time. So what about a monk? Monk, you were oh, a monk. Oh, I like monk. monk. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. I dig monk as well. Yeah, I have no idea. You're a bit like you with your socks. <laughs> <laughs> it actually, bizarrely, TV detectives uh, they took up a lot of our time, a didn't lot they? In of those time. days, before because like, you'll have like whatever like crappy job one of your first jobs and you'd have so much time before you you needed like to start start your shift or start your job yeah. so like what what's on the telly in the daytime before you go and get your dole or before you go yeah. on the thing you know, yeah yeah while you wait or in, even in between like lectures or lessons whatever absolutely yeah it's tv yeah. detectives all day well, all day <laughs> hallmark channel bbc had like the best um best tv detectives because you used to have neighbors little afternoon yeah. classic then you'd have Diagnosis Murder, which was great. <laughs> and then you'd have, you'd have, I think you'd had Monk as well, just after it. Yeah, and then that yeah, was just yeah, before yeah. CBBC started. And you're already like, you were into the late <laughs> afternoon. Yeah, of course, stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Bedtime before, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. But ironically, Columbo was never on. You know, no. Columbo was, was it's a Sunday afternoon thing. That, But at the moment you sent it, it was just perfect. We just knew it was just, well, that's us now. We're, we're the Columbo band. And it really, it stuck. 
Like, I know I'm jumping ahead, but like, I remember years later, I was doing a radio interview, and someone was like, so you guys are all massive Columbo fans, we've done a Columbo quiz, and we're like, nah, I couldn't tell you the thing about Columbo, diagnosis murder, but like, it's not as if we, you know, we... We, we banged on about Columbo or we made reference. It was literally, that was it. Oh, it was a perfect. It was a, it was perfect. And like, like to use the spray, the spray can on MS Paint <laughs> without, without balls in it up. Steve, that's off. Yeah. If that took like 30 seconds a minute and you were that neat with the spray can on paint. Do you know what? I think, I think oh, that was the play. only bit where I, I sat there. Not, not thinking about the Columbo. The Columbo elements made sense in my head at that time. I don't remember ever thinking, yeah. no, it should be Dick Van Dyke or the guy from Monk. <laughs> I was just like, it's Columbo, and then it was the thickness of the spray. That's what I considered. <laughs> that, but it was met with like no resistance, was it? Oh, it was yeah. Just like, yeah. That's it, that. That, 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 that. That's dead funny, that. And uh, that, that was it. That was our brand. What else was on our... Can you? It, unfortunately, MySpace is, is gone, and we've lost the original Albany MySpace. But I remember... We had um, we had fake quotes from band uh, from celebrities, didn't we? As if they were endorsing us. Yeah. So like when you get like um, a new album come out, you always have like the quote of oh, the yeah. best thing I've ever heard, or like when you see on a, a a book cover, oh this was hilarious, whatever. So we thought, well, we got a sound apart, like we're, we're in the circle, we're on the scene. So I remember that we had a number of quotes. I remember we had some of our own quotes. I had one about skipping. You just can't skip in this day and age. <laughs> Remember that was on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, George Best, um, the quote of his that he, he lent us when we got in touch with him, he just said, these lads can drink. <laughs> <laughs> and, if, <laughs> and if that ain't a glowing like, a review, I don't know what is, to be honest. But in all, in all like, it caught fire, didn't it? Because um, in, in those days, it was like, this is incredible. We can reach a number of people. Um, or as Steve said, try and at least get some girls interested in us. But everything kind of felt suddenly in reach, didn't it? If you know what I mean, because all of a sudden on MySpace, we could send our combo picture to to a DJ, or we could send it to like remember Zane Lowe? Do you remember Zane Lowe? Yeah. So when we when we um, when we had that MySpace, you've got like that URL that you can like, yeah. give give out. And I remember um, there was a gig on in the Barfly. Hope of the States. Yes, yeah. And um, like the, oh, the Gonzo on tour and Zane Lowe, you know, like Indie Lord himself. MTV2, wasn't it? MTV2, yeah, yeah. Gonzo on tour. Yeah. And it, they went on like a national tour. And there he is, like King of Indie, Lord Indie, Zane Lowe. And me and you ride over into him. <laughs> yeah. Saying, yeah, Zane, get on us. <laughs> We've got a MySpace. What more do you want? <laughs> There's an acoustic recording on it, but <laughs> believe, believe you me, we're ready. We are ready. Just. Show it to your people. Yeah. Um, we'll all be good there. But yeah, Zane Lowe meeting Zane Lowe, the man himself. And it does exist a recording of that meeting on uh, YouTube, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it did air. It did air in um, the UK. And um, I remember like when I was in college the next day, after it aired, I, I didn't know it was on telly. And someone was like, oh, I see, seeing you on a Gonzo last night. <laughs> I was like, what? Oh, yeah, you were getting interviewed, getting interviewed. I was like, oh, behave, lad. <laughs> and it was only... A few months ago, I thought, you know what, I'll try and dig this out because it, it can't be lost, surely. And lo and behold, yeah, it, it was there, and I, I sent it over to yourself, Matthew. Yeah. And it's a little time you can probably, if we if we've got the audio, we might be able to yeah, add the video, be able to see what we're wearing. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd had an altercation, and for I can't remember why I had to get all my hair shaved off. So I've actually got, 
I've actually got no hair in it, and it's it's kind of one of the f- few shots where I've got I've got no hair. But but yeah, that was again. The, it's mad to think now, isn't it, that we like he's in reach because of this MySpace now. Yeah, do you know, we can we can get him interested in as we don't have to go down to London and busk outside any offices anymore. Like you know, other bands have to do. We can the way we can get in touch with everyone, and we use that to to spread pictures of Colombo and fake George Best quotes. Isn't that just brilliant? <laughs> I tell you what, though, how come you two were there, right? I wasn't, and I'm in the band, but Bob was there in the shorts meeting him. <laughs> oh, Bob's, he, he's one of our representatives, isn't he? So if if, if Zane Lowe said, gives some details who we can speak to, I'm sure Bob would have stepped in <laughs> and took on that role as a like manager slash roadie slash side man. Yeah, 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 I think yeah. so. <laughs> you can, he, Bob, Bob's, Bob. A man of few words can speak for us all. <laughs> <laughs> I said, right, what, what did happen on MySpace? We never even had, had like <laughs> a shot of the three of us. No, we didn't. We didn't want to do all the moody black and white stuff as a band. Didn't we have a picture holding up the football um, banner that would Nick? No, but but that would have been like further yeah, down yeah. the line, wouldn't it? So even like setting up a band MySpace, there's not even a picture of any of us <coughs> on, on the profile. It was just TV's <coughs> Columbo. <laughs> but that, that, like, so what, what are we trying to get across? Because there's an acoustic demo on it of one person playing a guitar. Yeah, yeah. you got a band, MySpace page, the Albany, and the photo representing the Albany is Columbo like and it makes no sense now <laughs> like there was no other there was no other pictures there weren't any pictures no. of us practicing or no 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 well we didn't even have it every air so room there was no pictures of us sitting on the edge of your bed <laughs> like oh, there's nothing well actually but I, not even like a, a picture not even a picture of like the pub no 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 <laughs> no it was just which actually and again I know I'm sound like a dinosaur but I, you you didn't have a, a smartphone, so you couldn't just take a picture and upload it. Everything had to be like a digital camera, get it home, put it on your computer and upload. And we didn't have any of that, so we but we knew we had to kind of get out there. So I think we just tried to be as daft as possible with like Columbo or. But you're right, there was no pictures of us. Like, but but like you said there, like you couldn't if if someone was trying to make up like a marketing campaign, it's brilliant. It's it's brilliant because yeah. there's loads of interest. Like what what are these about? Yeah, but we're trying to like sell this product or whatever but there's there's no substance to anything that's being done like people do like these guerrilla campaigns now don't they yeah yeah with with stuff like this yeah yeah actually i, took, I remember there was, there's a, a local band called the mysterines and years ago when they first came out everything was covered in mist part, well, mystery and everything was like a question mark and the um if you you couldn't um go and watch them uh warm up or anything so like the venues would be closed until they were going on and everything was like this air of intrigue and who are these yeah. people who are these people and it was a very successful but a very like specific targeted marketing we kind of did that without even meaning to yeah because it caught fire like people were like who are the album what's the connection with Columbo it makes no sense why why is there a picture of a fisherman on the mic it makes no That's sense a fisherman as well yeah. it makes no sense whatsoever so we we were we were like brand the Albany because when we'd go out in town it wouldn't just be one of us going out. It would be the band. The yeah. band's going out. We're, like, we're all mates. It's the band going out. So that's that would be your conversation with new people that you were meeting. Yeah. And then they'd, they'd look, and like whenever you'd meet up with them the week later, they'd go, oh, check that page out. <laughs> like, what's all that about? <laughs> it makes no sense whatsoever. 
I'd love to take credit for that and say that's what we were doing all along, but it just made us laugh and we just didn't give a toss. No, it's crazy, isn't it? Because even like the other bands at the t- at the time, like the Maybes, yeah, like, yeah that yeah. was brilliant, and like they had the balls to go out and like spray paint stuff, yeah. but <laughs> we didn't because we shit scared. We spray, of, like, we spray painted on clip art. <laughs> <laughs> I fought the law, <laughs> but it's like it is. It is just mad because like so. Th- with them, there would have been a conscious decision to do that, and it's brilliant because mm. it, it was boss when you're seeing it. Oh, yeah. oh, they're in a band, on, and you'd catch a glimpse of them if you, if they were in like the same bar as you, or whatever. But oh yeah, like Columbo, like imagine like bouncing off a Columbo stencil, like, trying to be Banksy. <laughs> the police would just be like, "What are you? What what are you doing? What are you doing?" It's it's a band called the Get in the Van. <laughs> <laughs> Taking your own, never mind the station. By this point, with an online presence and the rumblings of a few songs nearing completion, we began to completely immerse ourselves in band life. Every waking moment was taken up by discussions of set lists, gigs we wanted to play, and critiques of the general state of the scene, as if we were veterans who'd seen it all, as opposed to three dickheads who would spend most evenings updating MySpace profiles or chatting on MSN Messenger. We walked with the swagger of a gang, and very much inhabited the roles of rock and rollers to a cartoonish extent. The extension of this was that we became almost Ramon-like in our single-mindedness, baptising ourselves with alter-egos with the aim of casting aside our former selves and denouncing our pre-Albany lives. Rowie became Magnum Pearl, and I was Calypso Reed. Bob remained Bob. But beyond one attempt at launching these, our rebrands fell by the wayside, and we simply became Matty Albany and Rowie Albany. Steve's rebirth, however, caught fire instantly. And overnight, the legend that was Frank Button eclipsed any meagre headway we had been making in reinventing ourselves. Quite where the name Frank Button came from is now but a dusty memory sitting out of reach, but it walked such a fine line between sounding believable, yet inherently daft, that it created intrigue and wonder amongst the increasingly wider circles that we were moving in. Is Frank Button really called Frank Button? Became something we were frequently asked, and with straight faces we would wholeheartedly reply, of course, who'd make up a name like that? Frank Button became a receptacle for the more outlandish aspects of Steve's psyche, and he took to filling it with relish, and I'd wager that somewhere in Liverpool there are still pub toilet doors with his name scribbled on it, underneath a horrifically detailed drawing of an ejaculating cock and balls, whilst across the domain of MySpace there was a group of increasingly expectant fans who were eagerly awaiting the next online outburst or musical recommendation from our Frank. So enter stage, Frank Button. I think this is a uh, everything changed, didn't it? There was pre-Frank Stee and a uh, post-Frank. Do you still speak to him, Stee? <laughs> Only on dark days. <laughs> 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 Do you know what? Like I've started this new job right now, and because we've been doing this, and I've been like trying to like have a think back to those hazy days, and yeah, like I, I should be learning things in work, like getting told what I'm actually meant to be doing. I keep sitting there trying to work out where I got the name from. And a couple of things, <laughs> like, appeared in my head. And it was, Frank, where did I get that from? So it was either... Because Cody's dad was called Frank, and I thought... He used to drink in the used album. He used to drink in the album. So I thought, maybe I got it from that. But then I was thinking, actually, it was the drug dog. Remember, talk to Frank. 
Oh, talk to <laughs> So I know. I... Why didn't you stay? <laughs> yeah. I remember. I remember you coming up with it. Like again, like all stories. We were in the Albany, and we were like, "Come on, let's. We need all these names." I remember you just going like Frank Button, and bang, instantly. Like, that just made us howl. <laughs> and we, well, that's it. That you, you are Frank Button now. It sounds like one of them daytime TV detectives. I think <laughs> <laughs> Frank Button, DCI Frank Button. <laughs> Well, I did have a spell there where I was sitting in the afternoon, like, watching all these things. So maybe it did, but then I was thinking the button part, where did that come from? Where, and I was where that came from? Only thinking today, actually. Our Dave, my brother, had a hamster called Buttons. So maybe I got to talk to Frank. <laughs> and this and the thing with Buttons is he froze to death because we left him outside once. And now that was it. <laughs> So, I've got a feeling he's named after a drug dog and a dead hamster. Well, David, what a legacy. Yeah. Is that how you get, like, your porno name or something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, God, your, your mate's dad's name and your, your dead pet. Because <laughs> me and Rowie, we, we, well, I think Frank Button came first, I think. And then we were like, right, we all need alter egos now. That's it, we're in here. And mine and Rowie, I mean, Magnum Pearl. Which again sounds like a TV detective. It does actually. I think Magnum <laughs> Pear, like, and with Calypso Reed. So, ours are like our, our, our first names are ice creams, aren't they? Magnum Pear. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, like, yeah. was it Calypso or Calippo? Calippo. But, oh, yeah, either way. Calippo. But, like, I think Pearl was just like the drums. So, like, whatever was in your room, like the Pearl kit. So I was Magnum Pearl. <laughs> that does sound that's, like but a I never, I never, I never, I never, I never introduced myself or changed like my profile page. I don't think. Oh, we would have, we would have changed our profile. We would have, we would have tried it on MySpace and kind of floated it out there. Yeah, and me, man, and you, of course, it's gonna fail because it, it's clear. Nah, you're just being a dickhead. <laughs> whereas, whereas Frank Button, you, you just go, I can't be. His, is, is that his? Is that his name, Frank Button? And it, it it walks that line. It's so perfectly, and it was instantly that was it. We we mess again because like we were moving in wider circles, and a big part of that was my space and getting out of, into town. And there are st- I reckon there are still people who don't know you're you're not called Frank Button. <laughs> I I think I really? think it was mates in, in uni like your when you were in uni, and I yeah. used to turn up at house parties all the time at yours, and I'd be like, I'm Frank Button. And I used to carry autographed yeah. pictures of myself. <laughs> oh, God. And hand them round. <laughs> you yeah. did. You did. You? <laughs> <laughs> but they were just like floppy A4. It wasn't like it was card or anything. It wasn't laminated or <laughs> you'd printed it in six form or whatever. It's the same Iterium <laughs> I did me the, the, the Albany drawing with the spray paint. Frank Button, pleased to meet you. Pulling out a picture of uh, yourself signed, Frank Button. Oh man, Frank Button, man, it, it just it caught fire instantly. It's like you say when you're moving in them wider circles, you'd say like, "Oh, watch your MySpace, I'll add you." Yeah. So you just give your name, but it like it, it's because it's so believable. Yeah. Frank Button, I'm sure like <laughs> my now wife like got introduced to you as Frank Button, and like mm-hmm. you saying it, there must be people out there still who've like disappeared like frank button they'll know who frank button is yeah yeah and you just you just in inherited the the alter ego just perfectly like as, as i said earlier magnum pearl clip or clips or read whatever to inhabit that name we would have had to be 
you know, act up to that anymore. Yeah. We would have had to done something. But Frank Button, it's that kind of working class, but daft. It, it could be a detective. It could be a crap. 70s stand-up comic you know it's just it's such a fluid name but it's so funny and even now nearly like 20 years on i still can't put my finger on why it's so funny which i think is why it works yeah i i, I don't know it just it, it it just sounded right didn't it like frank yeah, button he's called frank it. button like it was like even on google you confidence. type it in it gets no results <laughs> what the why but yeah the confidence yeah yeah, yeah. the confidence yeah. like you never like shaked from it. Yeah, it was always like, yeah. "I'm Frank Button," and how dare you? How dare you even like question question it? Because like with with me, like especially like when you're meeting people and like when we started doing gigs, it was like when you when you like go into the venue to like see the salmon or like you say like when you're meeting new people. Or oh, what's your name, Rowie? And then just go, "All right, Robbie." Yeah, yeah. And you go, "It's Rowie." Yeah, all right, mate. All right, and just forget about it. But like with Frank Button, it's just. It's there. It's stuck. You're never forgetting that name. Yeah. And uh, how did you feel like when when you had to like introduce yourself as that? Because it, it comes across so confident from oh, the outside. You to it with relish. Well, it, it's the know? only name in Liverpool that never got shortened because I wouldn't let it. So it wasn't even like oh, yeah, yeah. Frank. It'd be like, it's Frank Button. <laughs> both both names matter. Although, it's only just came to me talking about it now. in terms of other names. So we've banged on a lot about MySpace, but I don't want to overlook how important and vital MSI Messenger was at this at this time. <laughs> and, um, Let's I, I, we forget. Oh, yeah. God, and that was vital. That was where the real stuff got done. That's where, you know, the, the real conversation, that was the, the beating heart, the engine of, yeah, of yeah. our world. And you could choose your own name on there. So no doubt, I think I had Matty Irie of something Rastafarian horrendously Steve <laughs> you, do you remember your email address that you used to log in with yeah yeah where's this going go on then yeah so I was nipple boy UK right and it sounds wrong doesn't it it sounds like like I'm, I'm on strange sites but the only reason is me and my next door neighbour had our tops off right and he said you haven't got any nipples and I said you've got a slice nipple and then I end up on MSN, and that was my name. <laughs> UK. <laughs> now, if you put that in Google, something will come up. Oh, yeah. I don't know where to start with that. I don't know where to start with that. Christ. Yeah, so imagine like get, imagine like this why Did you go for like when you were looking for jobs at that age though? Was like was that like part of like your details? Oh, I, I remember you stay on your UCAS form to apply for uni. <laughs> I remember I remember I can't remember why I was sat with you, but I remember you were applying for uni and your email address on your UCAS uni application form was Niffleboy underscore UK. See that's why I didn't get into John Moore's <laughs> <laughs> Oh my yeah, God. it didn't occur to me to like that people would like actually look at your email, and then it, it was. I remember being in the job centre as well, and like I was signing on, <laughs> and they're like, "There's jobs in Iceland there," and I weren't getting them, and I was thinking, "I wonder why." But obviously, applying, Some yeah, um, got an application. Well, it's because yeah, me, <laughs> yeah. me neighbours said I've got no nipples. <laughs> <laughs> He had slice nipples. Boy, what, what a nipple man. <laughs> I don't know why we both ended up with our tops off, but there you go. <laughs> Maybe I do remember, I don't want to. 
Oh, it's the UK bit as well. That kills me as if there's like an international brigade <laughs> of them and you're the UK representative. We talk once a year. <laughs> yeah. you know, if the, I was in Eiffel's well, yeah. shows them. You, you know America's got everything, hasn't it? So I'm sure there's a convention. If this goes out there, I'll be invited to it. And it'll be in Vegas. <laughs> we found him. We finally found the nipple boy UK. It's been someone trying to use that email address for years. And he's like, who's what bastard? Think about the person that? who had to... <laughs> Think about the person who went to <laughs> went to do it, and they had to set up a UK one. <laughs> <laughs> Email address is already in use. Yeah. Where is he? Bet you he works in Iceland. <laughs> but on MSN, when it used to pop up, whenever your mates came online, uh, it, it'd say Frank Button, and then in brackets, Nipple Boy UK has just signed in. Oh man. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my god. No wonder people didn't oh, they talk to me, you know. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, but we gave them no choice. We, 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 we well, yeah, I, it, it even it even kind of got to the point where we've been like talking to people, waiting to introduce Frank Button. You know, I'm Matty, but I, it's not about me. Here's Frank Button, and like rip, rip away, Frank. Yeah, well, you imagine, you know, I come in as Nipple Boy. My name's Frank Button, <laughs> and then I'm just shouting at people for wearing trilbies and not listening to the lies. Like, and you with a sign <laughs> picture of yourself with a sign picture of myself. So that's where like this this like TV detective thing because if you're introducing yourself as Frank Button and like they have uh, here's my card and you'd have the autograph <laughs> but then like the way you were dressed with like your blazer on <laughs> yeah so you're coming around to like suss something out and, and who's your mate in a misfitting suit and the other mate with the Rastafarian <laughs> stuff on Christ Almighty yeah like the fucking monkey what we did the the air bear bunch or the the banana splits <laughs> banana splits. <laughs> But that that's the legend of Frank Button. Um, I do remember one time years later, me, me, me saying, why, why, "Why are people calling Frank Steve?" <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, so there's our Frank, and um, <clears throat> it, it, it remains for the rest of our time in the band. It, it was Frank, and uh, I don't know where he is now, but you know, I'll, I'll raise a drink to Frank. Yeah, I, I, the email address as well, I think. Still in use. Do you know what? I think it is. I, I went on um, my Facebook the other what day. What was your password? Yeah, well, I, <laughs> God, who knows? Do you know what? It was from Nipple Boy UK and then, like, Lee Mavers is God or something, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I saw it was still active on my Facebook and I was like, can people, like, click on it and see that I'm still Nipple Boy UK? <laughs> Because it does make a lot of is sense that, that, that you get a lot of like strange friend requests. <laughs> like, just... Yeah, from like fucking paedophiles <laughs> or something. Yeah. yeah. God, throw that in with the Jimmy Savile experience, <laughs> yeah. but there's not a down for you, mate. I do want to stress for new listeners, the Jimmy Savile experience was pre-knowledge. We did not know he was a lunch. I feel I'm going to say that every time. I didn't think I'd be talking about the Jimmy Savile experience. Put at the start of the show. Yeah, yeah, disclaimer, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> oh. So that was us in the band. We were a, we were a gang, weren't we? We were like living in each other's pockets, really. By that point, weren't we? I think that's the beauty of it. Like all this is about like starting a band and all that. But I think the real meaning is like the real message that's coming out is that we started a friendship, lads. Oh, the oh, three yeah. of us. I joined your little. I I joined your crew. Yeah. And it was, well, <laughs> how how do we best adapt to this situation? Give ourselves shite nicknames. <laughs> Fucking not tell anyone how to dress. Just keep rifling through charity shops and we'll figure it out. Beautiful stuff. Beautiful. Beautiful.
So Long Too Long is a podcast written by me, Matty Lappin-Day, also starring Liam Rowlands and Steve Buckley. For more information, search So Long Too Long Podcast on all socials or email us at solongtoolongpod at gmail.com. So Long Too Long is part of the Club Shipwreck Network. For more information, go to www.patreon.com slash clubshipwrecked. Thanks to John Gibbons and the Anfield Rap for Loan of the Studio. I like playing him at that, man.